This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Just when you thought it was safe to go back on the internet as a conservative, you were wrong. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic, and we're going to get kicked off here with a very special guest in just a minute. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You may notice a trend lately. I've been interviewing a lot more and more of uh, up and coming young social media stars, because let's face it, that's where everybody's going for their content these days. And the trend seems to be that cancellation and cancel culture in major media is alive and well. It's just as big as it ever has been. We we talked with uh, Sean Farish, you know, the guy who does the amazing Donald Trump impressions and the Arby's drive through the the guy who does all, you know, go gives you the GPS as Trump's voice. He got banned from TikTok. One of his videos was taken down for bullying. All he was doing was making fun of Joe Biden. And I'm going to be honest with you, if making fun of Joe Biden is bullying, we should all be. I mean, hell, we should all be locked up. Um, but my guest today is another young woman from uh, TV USA. She has her own show. She has a podcast and she recently got thrown off of Instagram. No warning. No idea why, no reference as to whatever the questionable content was just after 10 years and thousands and thousands of followers woke up one day to see her account, you know, uh, disappear. And I'll be honest with you, the stuff she posted was way less controversial than the stuff I posted. Somehow <laughs> I managed to stay on there. Uh, but please welcome to Mark K. Saves the Republic, Lily Kate. How are you, Lily Kate? I'm so good. Thanks so much for having me. And I love the show title, Saves the Republic. It's so grandiose and it's going to happen. Well, you know, we need to do it. And I appreciate you helping me save the Republic today. That's our motto. Save the Republic and have fun doing it, because if it's not fun, you're not going to want to do it. Uh, Just to intro, I know a lot of people know who you are. A lot of people are maybe just hearing about you for the first time. I guess, first of all, tell us about your show, uh, sanity check. Cause I've watched a bunch of episodes and it's a great concept. What do you do on college campuses all over the country? So yeah, we go and we literally test the sanity of any college campus that will take us. <laughs> yeah. And we've been, you know, from LA County, we've done Texas A&M, we've done some, um, in Maryland. And so we're really just trying to stretch and, and figure out what is the general sanity of the college campuses. And so how we do that is we go and we bring four things to the campus. Um, the first one is we bring a petition and that petition is somewhere that is, you know, two sides of the same coin So right. with the petition. For example, at Texas A&M, we said we believe that students should be required to fill out a diversity quota and take a diversity quota class before they enroll in the school. Then we have one petition that says, yes, I agree with this. The other that says, no, I don't agree with this. Right. And at the end of the day, we see how many signatures we can get on either petition. So after the student signs the petition, we're like, hey, thanks for giving us your time. Um, If you're interested, here is a little gift from us to you. And we give them the option between a handheld American flag Mm -hmm. and a handheld LGBTQ flag. And we say, (laughs) 
take whichever one you identify with most. And so then at the end of the day, of course, we count up how many we have left of each uh, flag. So then after that, if the student is friendly and looks like they're not in a rush to get to class, we're like, hey, can we ask you a few questions? And this is more the man on the street style. But the questions we ask them are pretty Uh, specifically engineered so that we can pull out how much political indoctrination this person has been steeped in. Mm. So what I mean by that is we'll ask them questions like, should more white or black people own land? And if they say, you know, one of the answers, you absolutely know that they've been steeped in political ideology when the correct answer is actually land ownership has nothing to do with your skin color. More private individuals should more own more land. Um, so we'll ask them a ton of like weird, odd questions that that are a little tricky at first. But again, they resort to the political slogans and that's kind of how we test their sanity. Then we push back on them just a little bit. And then finally, we talk to the Turning Point chapter or the uh, YAL chapter, YAF chapter, right. pretty much the chapter that is hosting this event. And we ask them, what have you experienced on campus? What is this persecution? Um, what are the craziest things that you've had to go through hoops that you had to jump through Mm -hmm. to just be able to exist quote unquote legally on campus. And so (laughs) then I combine all of that into a five minute episode and post it. And I really would love to start accumulating a master list of all the sanity scores so that high schoolers and their parents can go binge watch these fun episodes and be like, you know what? That's a really interesting culture on campus. I would like to go there or instead of spending a thousand dollars with plane tickets, hotels and a tour on campus, they could just watch my episode and say, yeah, that school (laughs) is just not for me. And so I want it to be entertaining and I do really want it to be useful. And we're coming up to season two. Uh, starting in the fall. That's great. And it's and it is very helpful. I mean, that's the thing that a lot of parents, you know, struggle with. They know they know that college education, college campuses, they all lean left. But how much left do they lean? Where are the conservative uh, safe spaces for conservatives and Christians on college campuses and having a sanity check? I mean, that's that's gold. If you can if you can basically tell a parent before they they drop, you know, their their hard earned money on tuition or before their child even applies, hey, this school is about as sane as you're going to get. And this school is totally off their rocker, avoided at all costs. I think totally. that's that definitely something that you can develop and, and succeed with. That's a great idea. By the way, how many pride flags do you give out on average compared to American flags? Well, it does depend on the school. For example, yeah. at TCU, Texas Christian University in Dallas, we handed out. Um, I want to say we had five American flags left oh. and like 11 pride flags left. So that was really good. However, good, yeah. on um, at UC Santa Barbara, we did not hand out one American flag. <laughs> the only American flag went to the turning point chapter because they needed it for something. Yeah. So it really just depends on the campus. Um, and it's really interesting too. what I've noticed is with students especially female students, if you start saying the buzzwords, they will immediately sign whatever you want them to say. Oh, what are the buzzwords? Diversity. If you say women's issues, if you say me too, if you say um, your experience matters, if you say any politically correct word, we want to stop racism on campus. We want to fight sexism on campus immediately. You just have to say these words. And um, I've had instances where we we haven't even finished the sentence when we're telling them about the petition. They sure. hear they hear give illegal immigrants free college and they grab that petition and sign it. It's really <laughs> interesting. They don't even listen to the whole thing. All they hear is the buzzwords and they're sold. That's amazing. You There was one episode I was watching and you, the question was, uh, what do you think of the American flag or what do you feel when you when you see the American flag? And you had, you know, a lot of people saying liberty and freedom and that kind of thing. But there was one totally. girl 
who I think she said that she was personally triggered by it or had personal negative experience with it. She had personal trauma. Trauma, with that's the what American. It was personal. It's such a traumatic, you know, the stars and the stripes, it kind of clashes with a lot of people's I know, outfits. And the contrast, it really just gives Red, me Red, white, and blue. Problems. Are they kidding? <laughs> but then uh, her friend said, I see an American flag hanging on a house and I immediately think Trump supporter. And what do you believe that a, a lot of these kids or a lot of the indoctrination they're getting now is that anybody who reveres or displays the American flag is is a, a right wing radical? Well, I think generally in culture, we are actually going that way. And yeah. that's what's really sad about their answers is that when I when we were interviewing them, you know, if I was behind the camera or standing right there. I like kind of agreed with them. Now, I wouldn't say radical Trump supporter, but I'd say at least someone who appreciates America for what it is. Right. The radical left in this country, they're going down a very dangerous path of wanting to destroy America from the inside out because they hate America so much, because most likely they haven't even traveled outside of the nation and understood the context of the world. And they haven't understood history correctly. Um, and so generally, I agreed with them because if you see someone with an American flag like I have in my uh, front yard, yeah. I mean, people are going to know where I stand politically, at least of the majority of it, because you don't find Democrats now or leftists at all who hang American flags and are proud of their country. Now, unless they're burning and, that's, and then they don't really hang them. They just put them in the street. Uh, yeah. Lily, this is a, this is really fantastic stuff. And, you know, we've just recently gotten um, gotten involved with TPUSA. We were in Tampa. We were at it. We yes. didn't get a chance to connect, but I connected with a lot of people very similar to you. Was really impressed and amazed with the organization. And the one thing I noticed is that you're what in your you're in your twenties or something, right? Yeah, I'm twenty. You're twenty. Okay. Uh, the, a lot of people there. They're twenty. They're young. They're in college. They're just out of college, and they're more organized than I think young conservatives are given the credit for. Most people think you're twenty. You're you're you know left wing. You're twenty. You're super progressive. But it's amazing for me to see thousands and thousands of, of young people around the country that seem to be mobilized and organized yes. and passionate about Christian conservative American values. Yeah. And you're hitting on something so important here. And this is what I always tell older people about Generation Z is <laughs> yeah. that no offense, by no, the way. Yeah, no, I get, hey, it's, it's all facts. There's no fake news here. I am older. <laughs> yeah, we won't get fact checked for at least that statement. That's, but that's right. I always tell older folks, I say, Gen Z, we have such a gaping hole in our hearts. We are so hungry and, and longing for a sense of purpose, a sense of community and a sense of traditionalism, whether we know it or not. So that's why Gen Z is creating all these genders, why we're going to corporations and yeah. feeling like they are our family. We have such a deep hole in our hearts for the traditional things that the Lord has literally set us up to actually want, you know, purpose, family, meaning, um, and, and a semblance of why I'm here. Yeah. And so Generation Z, what the conservative side of Gen Z has really done is channeled that into politics. And I firmly believe, and this is very optimistic, I know that Gen Z, I believe that Gen Z will be the generation to actually return to what traditionalism is. They will return, go start going to Catholic mass every day. We're going to start having bigger families. We're going to understand that there's things better than social media and pornography in our lives. Um, and that's because we have such a hole and we're searching so hard for the truth. And I really do think that there will be a revival with Gen Z. Now, it might not look like, you know, boys going over and fighting a war, but it will be a spiritual and emotional revival because Gen Z is searching so hard for meaning. That's a fantastic way to put it. And, you know, we've all we've often talked about that as well. The reason you do see these these spikes in, for example, you know, the transgender community up 20 percent 
it's not because more transgender people are being born. It's because more people are, like you said, they're finding they're they're finding that community to be more open and more welcoming because they're not getting what they need at home or at church or in school. And that's right. and that's and that's fascinating that you just um, uh, that you just, you know, basically corroborated that. Uh, all right. Let's talk a little bit now about your social media problem, because this is a big problem for conservatives. It's a big problem that, can, you know, a lot of people thought, oh, Elon Musk is buying Twitter. He's going to the conservatives don't have a problem anymore. Censorship is over. Yeah, yeah. that's it. He was going to save every we could say freedom of speech is back. But that is one thousand percent not the case. In fact, you're finding that it may even be harder now to be a conservative on some social media platforms. Tell everyone what happened with you and Insta. Well, yeah, like you mentioned, we were both in Tampa and at Tampa, there was a little bit of drama that happened the Saturday, the time before Donald Trump was speaking. Mm -hmm. um, some Nazi protesters showed up and um, they showed up outside. They were not welcome in the event. They could right. not have gotten into the event. And we all know the drama that happened after that. The view um, slander turning point USA turning point fired back with some legal uh, documents yeah. and said, you, you can't you can't act like this. The View apologized live on TV and then everything was kind of settled. Everything was kind of OK. Um, what happened was, is that Tuesday night that everything came out, I did a story series talking about I was at this event in Tampa. Mm -hmm. The protesters were not welcome. They were there for 10 minutes until staff went out and, and shuttled them away. They were not there for long. They were not welcome. We do not agree with them. What happened, though? was I had snapped some pictures of the protesters. Right. Posted that on my story. There's a big, you know, Nazi flag in it. Right. And my story caption was, we don't agree with this. They are not welcome. Just like totally condemning and rejecting sure. them. Well, I posted this story Tuesday night, like 11 p.m. And then I wake up the next morning and my Instagram has been suspended. And it originally said suspended for 30 days. And of course, naturally, it gives you the option. If you think this is a mistake, submit an appeal here. <laughs> right. Of course, that's the first thing I did. Right. And um, so I submit the appeal and they say 24 hours later, we'll get back to you. I wait the 24 hours, 24 hours later, they send me an email saying your account has been disabled and there's nothing we can do to fix it. And that's when I go into attack mode. I'm like, OK, hold on. I didn't even do anything wrong. Yeah. I didn't post in support of these hate symbols. I didn't say anything that wasn't true. I didn't say anything that was, quote unquote, sympathizing with Nazi protesters. In right. fact, I was trying to set the record straight for my following because they were asking me about it since I had been at the event. Um, and so I'm very angry that my story series, which is, of course, only up for 24 hours. It's right. not like hurting that many people. <laughs> right. Yet. You know. I'm angry that it got taken out of context. And so I'm taking every avenue right now to get my account back. But I, of course, immediately started a new account called Lily Kate Show. And you guys can go follow that if you so feel led to where yeah. um, I'm just going to continue posting the same content. And again, you can find me on TikTok at the Lily Kate or the dot Lily Kate. I have tons of backup accounts. Um, and yeah, I can't find you on YouTube. TikTok. I've been thrown off of TikTok multiple times. I've just at this point. <laughs> TikTok is the most tyrannical of it's, them all. It's the worst. I, I mean, the first time I got thrown off of TikTok, I, you know, I had I don't even know how many hundreds of thousands of people I had, but I just woke up one day just like you. And they said for multiple oh, violations, you've been multi I got no warning about any violations. Well, and that's multiple. what happened to me with Instagram, too. Yeah. They didn't tell me which video. They didn't say this is the problematic video. Please review. They just said. So I'm assuming my, my assumption is that it was yeah. the turning point drama because that's the last thing I posted for about, you know, eight hours before right. I had posted a different video. So it's it's that's my assumption. They never tell you they're hiding behind 
um, not having any support emails available to people having to ask around the grapevine. How can I get this fixed? You know, like for example, the first thing I looked up was Instagram support email support at Instagram.com. Send them an email right after my account. And then I get an automatic reply. We don't support this channel of communication anymore. Please find a different one. Try to find the meta email, try to find a Facebook email, but there was nothing available to me online. And so really what it came down to is who do you know in this company that's going to be willing to stick their neck out and help you? And that's so corrupt to me. Yeah, That is so corrupt because in an oligarchical dictatorship, tyrannical form of government, it's all about who you know. It doesn't matter if you're doing the right thing or not. There's no liberties or rights that are afforded to you. And you have to know a person who is going to do favors for you to get the law or something back in your favor. And that's basically the same way that Instagram runs itself. And uh, I mean, Meta runs their company. Yeah. Um, they're not trying to help the little guy and afford us the rights that we could have. Yeah, nobody realized. I mean, most people that are posting, you know, posting their food or their lunch or their cute dog videos or pranks. They don't even realize that this is a bizarre industry. It's the only industry I've ever encountered where they basically uh, seek out ways to penalize their customers and then offer absolutely no avenue for support. If you went to Walmart or if you went to McDonald's or if you went to Chick-fil-A and you had a problem with your order, you could see the manager. You could go on Twitter. You could write somebody and somebody would get you back. You know, when somebody, you know, says, hey, I didn't get my book that I ordered or I ordered the wrong size T-shirt. I have people that will write them back immediately. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they don't have any of that. In fact, they they put a big barricade between their customer and the company. It's really wild and something I've never seen before. And as you said, yeah. very oligarchical. Yeah. yeah. Oligarchical. It's <laughs> a hard word. It's a tough word. I think, yeah. But it's because it they know we're so addicted to the platform. Yeah. They know that we're going to keep coming back and creating new accounts because we're so pacified and addicted by it. And so I think that's a very dangerous and that's definitely been an evaluation that I've had with myself. First of all, okay, is my value as a conservative activist and Christian influencer tied up in my numbers? You know, that's of the world. The yeah. Lord will bring me through this if he so pleases, right? That's the first thing I've been evaluating. The second is, is this a platform I even want to be supporting? And of course, the lack of one account is nothing on them. But again, if there's hundreds and thousands, even millions of people saying, you know what? I'm going to go to Getter. I'm going to go to Rumble. I'm going to go even to YouTube, you know, somewhere else that is a bigger platform and it gets back to Instagram. It's because of your censorship. You know, my highest hopes are there could be some kind of change. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of people see, you know, they even say to me, why are you still on Facebook? Why do you still broadcast on YouTube and these platforms? But, you know, you can't evangelize inside the church. You got to go. No, any territory is the place to be. Yeah, I mean, you go to mass, but then it's what you do after mass that really that really changes things. And you've got to go out where basically where the sinners are. <laughs> that's, what, yeah. that's why we're there. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of sinners right within the church, which is a ministry of its own. That is true. But if you've been, if you've been gifted to be the evangelist type or the prophetic type, that's it's time for you to go out. Yes. It's time. This is a better time than ever. And um, you have forces actively working against you, which is why last thing I want to say on this point yeah. is Gen Z. Do you understand how lucrative tech is? Okay. Tech is like the growing industry. I mean, the economy in America is quickly turning from oil and energy to a data driven economy because of all the tech that we have here. So I'm like looking at Gen Z. I'm like, look, if you agree with free speech and you also want to make money, go work in big tech, go work at these data storage companies, go work at social media companies, because if finally you get 17 conservatives all to rise to the top and get a CEO position, see something O position, you're all in a board meeting together and you can decide to defend free speech. Now that's a long plan. The left has done it over the 
20th century yeah. and got into academia and media and Hollywood and all of these other vertical industries. And so why can't we also plan to do that same thing? Because big tech is also kind of lucrative and it's the future. Yeah. And it's uh, and it's something that, again, you know, being born in, as uh, someone in the Generation Z, you are you're a digital native. You understand it better than probably most of the people that created it, which is another benefit when you become <laughs> a conservative uh, when you become a conservative evangelist inside social media. Um, all right. I, would, I do want to tell. And again, it's at Lily Kate show. And that's one L and like L I L. Well, two yes, L's, but L I L Y. Spell it L I L Y. Yeah. L I L Y. Like Lil Y Kate show uh, on Instagram. <laughs> you can go check her out and definitely follow because she's got to get those numbers back. And, you know, good luck getting your old account back. You also have a Thank podcast. You. And on your podcast, you talk a lot about women's issues, but not. What we typically think about when you talk, talk about women's issues. In fact, I think your latest one was something about the, the paradox of unhappy women or something and how women in this day and age really should be happier and more satisfied with their lives than ever. But the opposite is true. Yeah. Yeah. I talk a lot about radical feminism and why radical feminism promises everything to women and delivers absolute and utter emptiness, bitterness and frustration. Yeah. So specifically with that podcast episode that you're referencing, there's a study done at Yale um, from, you know, spanning from the 1970s to 2017, documenting how women reported on their happiness. And their basic premise was, well, women have more rights than ever. They have more opportunity than ever. Mm -hmm. They have more means of financial stability than ever. Yet, weirdly enough, women are reporting lower levels of happiness than men, first of all, but lower happiness levels than they ever have before. And so the whole, it's so funny, the whole essay <laughs> is like, I just don't understand why women are so unhappy. Right. Women are in the workforce. Women are staying single for longer. Women the are vice president. Later. They're on the Supreme Court. I mean, it's amazing. Right. The women aren't having children anymore. Yeah. Families are being broken up. But why aren't women happy? Right. And so like I keep saying in my episode, if you want to go listen to it, you totally should. It's not too long. But I say they get so close to the solution, but they just can't say it because it's what conservatives have been saying forever. Yeah. We're saying go to church, have a family build a community, get a stable job, not worry about money too much though, be happy and like enjoy your life that you have here. And the paper is constantly talking about, oh, well, this is why we think women are so unhappy. It's because now that they're in the workforce, they're comparing themselves to men and there's the wage gap. And it's like, no, that's absolutely not what it is. You're just using that as a cope because you think the idea of women being in the workforce for their whole entire lives instead of being with their family or in their communities is way more important. So it really is interesting because they get so close to the solution, but they just can't say it. Um, but yeah, again, feminism and the beliefs that have stemmed from feminism, aside from 63 million murders of little children, um, have been the, the benefits of feminism have not been enough to continue this movement and feminism again doesn't even know what feminism is anymore the definition of feminism has changed over the last hundred years like eight times and so feminism couldn't even tell you what feminism is now and they're starting to see a fracture in the radical feminist movement between radical feminists turfs gender ideologues yeah. um, normal people like myself who believe that women have the same rights as everyone else but shouldn't be a slave to the law firm every day right. you're seeing this real fracturing and feminism is really kind of falling apart and it's it's, it's exciting and i want to like in catching fire when katniss shoots that arrow into the dome you know <laughs> that's what i want to be for for the movement right here. <laughs> and I get that reference. I'm not old enough where I, 
Well, I don't get that reference. Uh, Lily, that was fantastic. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. And I, you know, it's amazing. You're 20 and you know more about what's going on in the uh, conservative movement. And more importantly, what's going on on the other side of the aisle um, that we need to watch out for than most people who have been, who have been, you know, living and breathing and voting in this world for a lot longer. So uh, <laughs> it, it gives it look, it gives us a great, um, gives us a great uh, look at the future of, uh, of conservatism and young conservatism. The podcast is called the Lily Kate show. Uh, yeah. On Instagram, it's at Lily Kate show sanity check is your show. Good luck on a uh, good luck on your second season. Um, don't post any Nazi flags on your new Instagram, I guess. Yeah, I guess not. I mean, <laughs> even know? if I'm condemning the Nazis right. and saying well, we don't agree with this still uh, take this word of warning from me. If yeah. there are Nazi protesters, just don't post about it. You got to use code <laughs> words like, you know, Nazi nays are ad bay or there something, you go. something like that. <laughs> uh, Lily Kate, thanks so much for hanging out. We appreciate it. Hopefully I'll see you at the next TPUSA event. You totally will. Thanks so much for having me.